0: The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all back, but I'm more excited to have on our guest today. She is the CEO of Your Startup Coach, Royce King. Royce, thank you for joining us today. How are you?
1: I'm good, Cody. And you?
0: I am fantastic. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. For those that are maybe hearing your voice and your name for the first time, I trust and hope not. But if they are, would love to get your origin story, where you're from, how you got into real estate, and and what you're really doing these days.
1: Uh, That took a different direction than I thought you'd go. Yeah. My name being Royce, I get the question all the time. Oh, I was expecting a guy. And obviously from hearing my voice, (laughs) you know, that's not the case. (laughs) So my origin story is that My dad wanted a boy and I popped out a girl. And so I got the name that he had chosen. And so I shock people all the time with my name, but that's not the origin story that you wanted, is it, Cody? You wanted to know. I I like
0: like any and all origin stories. (laughs) Listen, I I always get weird looks when I play golf because I putt left-handed, but I hit right-handed and everyone figured, most people who play with me knew, Within a hole or two, they they figure it out. My dad thought I was going to be a good baseball player like he was. I wasn't, but he only taught me how to swing a bat left-handed. So everything feels natural to swing those things left-handed. So not as not as important as a name, but I, I understand where you're coming from.
1: <laughs> yeah. My real estate story has started and stopped a couple of times. So that's the origin story you're looking for. And I'll share you know, in 2001, when everyone was in the real estate frenzy, as it appears they're doing again now, you know, we had a goal to buy 50 properties in 10 years. And we ended up buying 29 properties in about a year and a half. And, you know, it was great. The banks were giving out free money and everyone was looking for rentals and you could rent all day long. And there was a, an abundance of inventory and so growth was just easy but then as you know and many remember in real estate 2008 came and we had our eggs all in one basket primarily single family we had duplexes and triplexes but you know small residential places all in one town And when the economy drops in a town or the largest employer is doing massive layoffs in one town, it affects everybody. And so having your eggs all in one basket and having that free money frenzy that was happening caused us to not be able to hold our ground. And we did not build our business on very solid footing for that to happen and of course, people were projecting that it was going to happen, right? That's why we have movies, The Wolf of Wall Street and whatever. I forget the real estate movies that we're talking about that. But you don't believe something until it happens or you don't believe it'll happen to you until it happens to you. And so needless to say, we were getting out, but not quick enough. And we did not get out unscathed. So after filing bankruptcy and learning to rebuild and learning some great business principles that can build a more solid foundation the next time, I started investing in real estate a few years ago again. And real estate's always a little bit stressful, as I think any investment is, right, Cody? (laughs) You know, you're taking a risk, but you're taking a calculated risk.
0: Right. It's all about mitigating risk and and what's your risk tolerance, right? I know when we talk to a lot of folks, whether it's on the show or folks looking to invest, it's it's all about understanding what the risks are and what your risk tolerance is. And I think understanding that when you're talking to anybody about real estate or any investment, to your point. It is one of the most crucial aspects.
1: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And this time around, I am doing things a little bit different. I'm not just specializing in one area. I have properties in a couple of different states, different markets, different climates. And I also have some short-term and long-term because again, I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. And you know, as your financial advisor tells you, when you're looking at your retirement portfolio, diversify, 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 right? So I have taken that piece of advice into my real estate portfolio, and I'm not growing as aggressively or putting my eggs in one basket. And I learned from my past mistakes, what I would do differently and what worked And what I do the same, because some of it was due to the market conditions of 2008. And now we're experiencing different market conditions, like the moratoriums and the COVID protocols and, and things. So, you know, I think there's always a level of unknown or unchartered waters that you have to plan for, but since they're uncharted and we've never navigated who knows what we're doing right or wrong until we look back you know
0: yeah i mean who knows how to handle a global pandemic you know appropriately and what's right or what's wrong to your point until you have to go through it and then only hindsight will be able to tell us what actually was the best thing or the worst thing to do in those situations so we'll just have to live through it invest through it understand what risks go along with it and Ride the wave until we can see the hindsight.
1: Absolutely. And I know that your focus is passive investing. And I can say that I'm moving more in that direction myself because active investing can be stressful and trying to run a couple of different businesses along with their real estate portfolio. It can be time consuming and stressful at times. And, you know, I found that everybody has stories about bad property managers or, or ones that aren't doing the job. And so even if you hire one, I still feel like you're to a great degree actively investing and managing it yourself and watching your back, watching your finances. And, and so passive investing definitely has its pros But it takes a lot of faith to partner with someone that you trust and know that you've dotted your I's and crossed your T's in that contract negotiation and and other things. So I think all of us in real estate can share an unsuccessful story and maybe some successes. It's a journey that's not meant for everyone, but it's certainly been fun for me despite the risk and despite the failure. As a business person, I think we learn from our failures as well. Don't you agree?
0: I think you're 100% right. And I honestly don't count them truly as failures as most would, as long as we learn from them. Mm -hmm. I love the story that you were talking about. We don't often have many folks on here that were pre-2008. We've had a few, and I love talking to them because they've been through now a global pandemic and moratoriums and things like that, and the financial crisis and housing crisis in 08 and 09. I don't know what else and really honestly don't really want to know what else is out there that would cause you know these <laughs> types of catastrophes.
1: <laughs> Me but, either.
0: But to your point, taking what you learned and, and looking back in, in your portfolio in like 08 and 09 and what you're doing now, while it was maybe a failure at the time, I don't see it as a true failure because you've learned from it. You've diversified. You know more about what your tolerance is for real estate. But I think the big thing I keep hearing is real estate is still the vehicle that you like to invest in. And you just try to mitigate the risk so you don't get caught up in something like what happened in 08.
1: Yeah. I heard someone say recently, build your prison, not your playground, when we were talking about how to build your business. And I truly find real estate to be my playground. You know, I write marketing copy and help with marketing strategy with real estate investors, brokers, and wholesalers and other people in the real estate industry all over the country. And every week I get to play in that playground and see a national perspective of real estate, because I work with people all around the country and in different markets and on different sides of the real estate industry, everything from 1031 exchanges and DSTs to wholesaling to your local real estate agent. And so it's become a playground for me and one that I can look at from a broad perspective and see the mistakes that others are making too and some marketing hacks or best practices that the ones that rise to the top implement. And so it's become just a playground that I get to live in every week, fortunately.
0: Sure. Well, and, and I love your perspective, you know, I love bringing on folks in different aspects of the industry. I think you're the first official marketing person we've brought on. And I love what you're saying that you get to sit back and, and watch as these things unfold. And I would be interested to know, I don't want you to give away too many of your trade secrets, but maybe one or two things that you see people making as a mistake, whether they're getting started or just in their real estate journey from like a marketing standpoint that they probably need to correct sooner rather than later?
1: I see two main mistakes that real estate agents make when they're getting started. The first is that they jump ship from company to company. You know, they might be with a boutique firm to go to Keller Williams, to go to, you know, EXP, to whatever, I don't know. I I hate naming names because there are so many great brokerages out there, but they just jump from one to the other. And what they don't realize is that if I'm entrusting you with my home, it's because you've built trust and I know that you're going to do your best in helping me buy or sell. It's not the brand name that's behind you. You know, it's like going to open a checking account at your local bank. Any bank you choose is going to give you a checkbook, right? Or a digital app these days. But you're really not shopping at the brand name behind you as much as you are the person that has instilled trust to work with. So that's the number one thing I see is that you always seem to differentiate yourself by the brand you choose rather than what you personally bring to the table when I work with you. And the second thing I see them do is whatever brand they decide to choose, they go, oh, I don't need to invest in marketing content to build my database. You know, XYZ brand provides canned marketing content for me to send out. Well, canned marketing content is just that, it's canned. I want to know how you're going to serve me and what you know about my hyper-local market. If I'm looking for a particular neighborhood to move to or move from in my city, why are you the expert in that neighborhood? What can you bring to the table to serve my family well? And all that canned marketing stuff doesn't address those things. And I really find that I want someone that can set themselves apart versus just being Mrs. Smith generic agent at XYZ brokerage, because frankly, all of our towns are full of those people and only the ones that rise to the president's club or the one or 3% level set themselves apart through branding. You and I both have a sales background, and during my most recent beach vacation, I read Ninja Selling, which is targeted at real estate agents and brokers. And he talks about the frequency of how frequent people move and how many houses they purchase in their lifetime, and people like you and I that not only buy their primary residence, but look to invest, whether it be fix and flips or buy and holds, or moving from small residential places like where I said, you know, that I took my downfall into more commercial or larger real estate purchases. And staying top of mind means that you're going to sell more than one property to most every client in your database. So investing in Marketing that sets you apart can literally earn you hundreds of thousands of dollars for a few hundred dollars of an investment. And not everyone will see it that way. And those are the two mistakes I primarily see people make.
0: I love that. And and I think to your point, when I look back at my sales career, I remember I, I never wanted to get into sales right away, but the lessons I learned and the struggles and the wins, all taught me a lot of things to be able to get to where I am today in real estate and be able to talk to investors, talk to brokers, talk to the local bank that we may be needing to get a a loan from. And understanding how to craft a story and really that story is our sales pitch. I, I'm I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of the word pitch. I'm a fan of a story, right? We want to craft a story of who we are, what we're doing. And that may, that's property by property. We have our story as an organization, but each property has its own story as well. And that's what I think of when I think of marketing, what's your story? What are you telling people? What's the story you're trying to tell people? So Royce, I love that. That's as good a spot as ever to wrap up because I'm sure that was right there, gold for everyone. And and I hope everyone wrote that down. If you didn't back it up a little bit, listen to it again, because it it truly is some great content. Royce, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. It's honestly a pleasure getting to meet you and see you at least over Zoom, hopefully one day in person. But uh, for those that want to work with you, want to learn from you, where's the best place folks can find you at?
1: yourstartup.coach. That's not .com, it's .coach. And if you want to fill out the contact page and tell me that you heard me here, I have a special swipe file that I made just for people in real estate. And I'd love to send you that resource.
0: Perfect. Folks, go there, yourstartup.coach and say you heard about it here. Royce, again, thank you so much for joining us. It's honestly been a pleasure.
1: Thanks, Cody. I appreciate you inviting me.
0: Absolutely. And for everyone listening at home, we appreciate y'all and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.